When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. It's Talking Real Money, the podcast. I'm Don McDonald along with Tom Cock. Aren't you excited to be with us? Well, I hope you are because you actually chose. In this case, it's not just randomly tuning the dial and ending up on some station and going, oh, this might be fun. You actually made the choice to listen to us. Wow. Thank you. We're both honored. Are you honored? I'm very, I, I, all joking aside, um, I, I refed as you, this will shock you, a soccer game what yesterday. What does this have to be? Oh my gosh, Everything, everything, because oh, I came up and the guy said, I just love your podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it has everything to do with that. So really? Somebody actually walked uh-huh. up and said, I love your podcast? Yeah, you know, you know, I was working with him in the game. He was another referee. You know, so Speaking of podcasts, go. I'm going dig- to, I'm going to digress again. From the oh, the, it's the okay company. if you do that, but not me. Got it? Okay. Yeah. Well, because yours is always about soccer. <laughs> okay. Well, World War Two planes. I got other stuff. Uh, okay. If you want to do World War Two, I'll do that with you all day. <laughs> That's a good point. I'll start bringing yeah, up. I'll, I'll remember, I remember when I was day. flying to B twenty four, and a guy leaned yeah. over and said, "I love that Don McDonald's radio show." Oh no, it's nineteen forty three, so it wasn't there. Yeah, but okay. a little early. Yeah. Um, no, I was I, I I was in the car, and I decided I didn't want to listen to NPR. Um, because sometimes NPR, as much as I love them, sometimes they get a lot boring. They pick some topics. It's like, I have no interest in this topic whatsoever. Really? So, um, and particularly the interview show, it drives me crazy. An hour interview always drives me nuts. Wow. It's a long interview. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast and it was really one that just came up randomly. It was on the home screen of Apple podcasts and it said something about, Humor, and I don't remember what the topic was, but the name was compelling. I don't even remember what the name was. So I I hit the button to listen to it. And um, in fact, maybe it'll show up here in in what I've been listening to. But I listened to it. It was two young millennial women. I don't even know what the subject was. It was kind of like our podcast sometimes. When you're going, I just don't know what the subject actually is. But we're doing a podcast right now, so we can say anything we want. We are not regulated by the Federal Communications Commission like we are when we're on the radio. Not a yet. A little bit of regulation. Anyway. So we can say anything we want. We can say the F word if we want. Not going and to. The, by the F word, I mean fudge or Frank or I thought it fiddle was, uh, da, 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 da. what's the one we use for the P word? Um, Cheesecake. Cheesecake. Yeah, I thought that just took in everything. Like no, 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 no. Okay, so I am listening to these two young women, and I'm guessing they're thirty somethings. Talk about something, and I don't remember what because because I was and and I am no prude. I will use this word in real life when it's appropriate, and that is the f word. If I say it, and then I have to put an explicit check mark on the show at Apple Podcasts, and I don't want to do that because it's pointless. There is no reason for us to use that word. 
it not doesn't yet. enhance not yet. Not, not yet. <laughs> it okay. doesn't enhance the quality of the conversation. And yet, about every fifth word was effing this. Really? F that. Wow. Why the F? Wow. Because it's cool, I guess, right? And it was it was mm. too. You'd expect that from a. And I don't want to. I'm going to sound sexist, but you know, back in the back in the day, you'd expect that from a bunch of guys sitting around. But women generally were a little more controlled on that front. But yeah, now, good for them. Good for them. But I didn't think it added to the conversation. In fact, it detracted so much. I have no idea what they were talking about. Did you All find the, did that, you find the podcast that had such a compelling title that you were going to remember it? Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. wasn't that compelling. Was there an F uh, in it? Just saying. No, um, okay. no. Oh, okay. morbid, morbid. Ah, okay. So we're that talking. That was the name. It, they call it a true crime, ah. creepy history, and all things spooky podcast hosted by an. Uh, a uh, an auto psi technician. Oh, autopsy. Auto psi. It was auto on two psi. different lines. So it was a hyphenated <laughs> auto psi. Uh, Got it. Yeah. Autopsy. Uh-huh. Autopsy technician oh. and a hairstylist. Interesting combination. I will have to yeah. uh, listen now. Morbid. They're going to make me listen. Yeah. Okay. Morbid. If you if you love hearing the f word, then I this is the podcast for you. Remember the thing I mentioned earlier about the high school soccer game? I heard the F word plenty yesterday, so oh, I'm sure I don't really need to referee. hear it again. Yeah, I don't you're need to hear referee. it again. What yeah. the? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blank, yeah. Some are more careful than others, but as a, remember the thing about boys being willing to use it more? Yeah, they use it more. A lot more. <laughs> a lot more. So. Anyway, so yeah. today though, yeah. today though, we're going to talk about of, speaking another of word. the f word. Speaking of the f, yeah, word. we're going to we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about a, another word that you hate, uh, that you really do hate. I know you hate this word. We hear you hating this word on a regular basis, and that is the t word. Not Tom. Ah. No, not Tom. Too bad. Taxes, cause because when we're recording this show. It's just about four weeks from the deadline to file your taxes with the U.S. of A government. Yeah. So, and so what the we're question do is, is try to help you. Yeah, try what to help can you, you do? find the last mm-hmm. few ways? Yeah. You might be able to save a little money on your taxes or some things you might want to do over the course of this year ah, to improve thank you. next year's tax picture. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of you, when you sit down to do them with your TurboTax or your H&R Block online, you're gonna, when you get done, you're going to go, oh, why can't I do that anymore? Because they took away a lot yeah. of deductions. My wife is always going, why can't we du- deduct healthcare anymore or gone. charitable stuff? Gone, gone. Well, you just take you just take the standard then, if because you, you could you could still do uh, charitable. You can do yeah, but not yeah, but I don't have enough. Ah, okay. you know, I, well, unless I was giving like tens mm. of thousands. Yeah, because charitable. By the way, to in today's world, if you're going to be charitable and you're retired, I can see no reason other than giving it from your qualified account. Right, 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 right. That's so one, that you can that's avoid like RMDs. Easy, it just makes sense to me. But anyway, that's a whole other. Yeah, but we we give like because we have so much stuff. <laughs> we really stuff. Here's Don so McDonald's give, microphone from 1993. Wow, wow. We, every year we give a lot of stuff away, and okay. you know what we don't do very well? Keep track of it, and then you got to go oh. online and find out what the fair market value uh, yeah, is no, of I, every single item. Go, every time you go to one of those places, they give you a slip of paper. All you have to do is fill it in. 
not now still you have to put fair market value on yeah, them. And okay, I, but I do it I, as I do the donation. So are no, you, we'll where do you later. get the fair market value, oh, Mr. Okay. Smarty uh, Two Pan? boxes of clothes are $25. Unless it's a shirt that I wore during the making of serious money, then it's, you know, 50 Then it's a collectible. Okay. <laughs> Got the so hairspray still on Tom, there. Tom makes it up. Uh, Most people do. I don't, I don't remember anybody getting X'd for that one. Now, well, there's, you know, a, there, there's, there's a website you can go to that. Okay. That I think you're over you like exactly. way, way, way overthinking that one. But, See, I don't okay. want to be audited. So I'm trying to be careful. You think it come back? You gave three shirts. That was only $20, not 92. <laughs> I mean, come on. Really? I don't, I think you're going right, to be I'm okay. A coward. Yeah. I'm sorry. a tax coward. So well, no, okay, help but, me out, Tom. Well, help let's me talk, find some better. Okay. Let's talk about the things you can actually still do. Believe it or not, for 2022's taxes, right? Which the year Which ended last year. Yeah. yeah, like almost three months ago. Number one, and this is pretty easy: retirement contributions. We'll you can still what that means. Well, let's, you can still make. You can still make. You a, can't make all things. No, but retirement. you can still make an individual retirement account deductible IRA contribution for 2022. If you're single and you make sixty eight if you're single and you make sixty eight thousand dollars or less, or if you're married and you make a hundred and nine thousand dollars or less, you can take the full deduction, which is mm-hmm. up to age fifty six thousand dollars, over age fifty seven thousand dollars each. Right. Which might when you're doing your taxes, if you do them early enough, that might be what pushes you from paying into refund t- territory. Exactly. It, it can be a bigger deal, you think. And here's the even better news. You can do that even though you're contributing to a retirement plan at work. Right. Now, what if you make, as a couple, over $108,000 It starts year? to scale out after a while, and I think you get to 120 and it's gone. It's something like that. It's one of those. Yeah. I just I wanted to make it simple, so I gave you that number. Okay? Right? But that's where it starts to, to decline, the, De- the deductibility yeah, of it. Yep. Is that it? Yep. Is that all I can do? No, that's not all you can do. You oh, can well, do a lot well. more. You, my friend, can yeah. do much. I've seen it. I know you can. Uh <laughs> I'm By doubting way, myself. We're we're recording this on a Sunday, so I feel like I'm full of energy because I'm not worn down from six hours of work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we should stop doing the show. We should stop recording the podcast on a Wednesday Ugh. because you're already worn out. I know. I pretty much am. Well, here's one you can do, actually, um, because you have a side hustle, right? I do. My you voice do. work. Yeah. Your voice work. Yeah. You can uh, go to work and pull out all those business deductions, vehicle mileage right? Yeah. Shipping, yeah. advertising. There's a whole bunch of them. And most people are just kind of, eh, I don't want to do it. Blah, blah. I could do it with me because I have the referee thing where I make a few thousand dollars a year and I'm, I'm not very careful about it. I could do mileage. I could do the jerseys. I could do the stuff I buy, but I just, uh, I, I found a, I found a really cool bank for, the, for, for self-employed people to help you keep track of your deductible items. Uh, it's really, really awesome. It's called Found, F-O-U-N-D. Uh, and I don't get anything for this. I just happen to open an account with them and it allows me to invoice my clients and it keeps track of what's come in. And then wow. if I use their debit card, it keeps track of what's gone out and what it was on. And it keeps this running uh, income total Love it. for tax purposes. It's very, very cool. This is F-O-N-D. F-O-U-N-D dot com. It's designed for self-employed individuals. I think that's good. Um, Which brings me to number two around that, and that is the dreaded home office deduction, which I've never taken. Uh, 
Okay. I just, I, you, you're, you're scared about how much they're going to give you for the shirts, but you take the yeah, home but office you know, deduction. This room, think about it. This room, I exclude, there is no doubt that this room I am sitting yeah. in is exclusively used for business. I don't have to worry about that overlappy thingy. That's true. Um, yeah. You're uh, one room and, in the house. Okay. And the fact of the matter is, uh, it's a relatively simple formula. You just do the square footage of your house and then you carve out what this square footage is. And, and then you, you take start, all the stuff out. I mean, yep, the heat, the a percentage of all okay. the things. All right, fair yeah. enough. There you go. So that's really a retirement contribution, side hustle, business deductions, and home office deductions. That's all I could come up with that you could still and, do for 2022. Yeah. Now let's talk about the bit, but I want to talk a little bit about the big one. We get, we got a call or a question recently from a listener bemoaning the unfairness of the U S tax system and how people who have employer sponsored plans, people who work for a, a business that has a 401k or a 403b or whatever it might be that, uh, those who are self-employed are at a disadvantage when it comes to doing that, because people who have a 401k at work can put up to what's it this year, 22.5? Yeah, under the age of 50, under 50 over the 50, $30,000. Wow. Into your 401k, Correct. whereas you can only put six or 7,000 into an IRA. And That's when right. we answered that question, we failed to um, answer it completely. Yeah, because and by the way, yeah, by you the make, way, it's you, actually better to be self-employed. It is, and by the just to make sure that we're clear, in 2023, for IRAs and Roths, you can put under the age of 50, sixty-five hundred dollars over the age of 50, seventy-five hundred. Just to be clear that up. Okay, right, yeah, okay. self-employed, and I believe, I believe you can still make some of these contributions into a SEP or simple for 2022 still this year. I, I forgot to look that up. Let me for, look, I mean, well, for, for 2022. I think but you listen can to these too, numbers. because they're IRAs. Yeah, listen to these numbers. A SEP IRA, right, for self-employed. You can take 25% of the, the top line, the income, and put that into a retirement, into a SEP IRA, up to a whopping $66,000. $66,000. Holy moly. So ma- more twice ro- than I'm way. doing. Yeah. That's huge. That's 2023, by the way. I don't have 2022's Isn't that big, number. Wait, my, my math is a little shaky, but... Isn't that more than a 401k? <laughs> like by twice. Uh, a simple IRA. The contribution limit there is 15.5, but the catch up over age 50, another 35. That sounds like $19,000 you could put into the simple IRA. Now, is this harder than having a retirement plan at work? Yeah, because you got to go set it up. Oh, it's not it's, that hard to set these it up. It won't be that difficult if you go to some place like I've Schwab, done it, and it's not that yeah. hard. Um, and by the way, just checking here, the uh, the deadline for contributing for 2022 to a SEP is 4-15-2023. Yeah, right, so you could still do the it. The deadline for contributing to a simple, the employer can contribute up to 4 15 
2023. The employee has until the done, end of the year. They had to do it by 1231-2022. Right. right. Yeah. So again, is it harder? Yeah, it's harder in some ways, but the, just set it up and get it done. Quit your whining about it and get on with it. <laughs> I mean, really, because there's a lot of money to be set aside there. I, it's uh, the idea that it's- it, $66,000. Yeah, that's a whole lot of money. Yeah. The max there. Um, so those are I ways you can I don't make anything still... near that from my side hustle. So, yeah, wow. All right. There you go. So I can put 25% of my side hustle into okay, another retirement plan. That I plan. don't know because you already are in a retirement plan at work. That I'm not sure of. That's I'm going to check tricky. that out. Okay. While you're doing that, I'm going to talk about 2023 because you should, there's oh. things you should be doing right now, right? That I see mistakes, huge mistakes. And the biggest, frankly, is just not paying attention to taxable events taking money from your retirement accounts, right? Um, not having the proper assets in the proper location. In other words, in your taxable like brokerage accounts, having high expense, uh, actively managed mutual funds that create all kinds of tax havoc that you end up paying for that you don't have to pay for. If you owned exchange traded funds, for example, you pay basically none. That's easy. And then for people that are in retirement, drawing from the proper accounts, you don't just wake up at age whatever and say, I need money and go take it out of your IRA. You got to have a plan around whether it's pre-tax, post-tax, Roth. You got to figure all that out so that you don't bump up through another bracket. You don't uh, create the IRMA issue with social or with uh, Medicare. There's all kinds of things to think about here that you should really now, as Don correctly pointed out, this is the time to do it because you're thinking about the taxes. You're getting 2022 mm-hmm. done. Fix it for 2023. Fix your portfolio. Fix your withdrawal strategy. Fix your overall tax efficiency. And the other thing that comes to mind is, and this misses more for toward the end of the year, but if you've gotten some, you know, you've done your rebalancing, you've picked up some capital gains along the way toward the end of the year, look at your, look at your, your securities. If you're using ETFs, for example, or mutual funds, but ETFs, particularly tax loss selling and rebuying another similar security without invoking the wash sale rule is really, really pretty darn easy. And tax loss, tax harvesting. loss selling, tax ha- harvesting. loss harvesting yeah. at the end of the mm-hmm. year is yep. really a good idea. Now, Tom, to the question of yes. if you have a job with an employer retirement plan, correct? There, you can absolutely have a separate simple. Wow, there you go. That I mean, talk about your windfall. Wow, boom! You could really set aside a lot of money. So there's a lot wow. of things. There's not so many you can do for 2022. A few. There's certainly many things you could do for 2023 and just thinking about it rather than just sort of doing things and like, I got to get my money, have a plan. We've talked about this, I think, fairly regularly. Well, yeah, plans are super critical. (laughs) Going back to the guy that that complimented me on the podcast yesterday, he goes, you guys kind of say the same stuff over and over again. I go, yeah, but you'd be shocked at the number of people say they listen. And then I look at their portfolios and they aren't listening very closely. So. Listen. Well, we're relatively confident, knowing uh, uh, knowing what we know about all the people who contact us, that we can just keep repeating ourselves until well after we're dead. Uh, because comforting, most people don't. They, you, you, we say it, but you don't hear it. You need a plan. Oh, I don't need a plan. I, I got this. It's all in my head. I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. 
You ever thought to yourself, oh, I'm going to remember where I put that because I put it right there. <laughs> and then you go oh, away for like 15 that. minutes and you come back and you go, where did I put Actually, that? Actually, for me, it's more like 15 seconds, but okay. That's, That's one of my how worst that things. plan in That's your head. That's a good point, by the way. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It's, it's, it's like me and a point. I'm so bad about this because I hate the way calendars, online calendars are, are designed. Uh, and I don't carry like a day timer with me. Really? I, appointments. I forget to put them down. You had them right uh, there in Outlook, dude. It's easy. I don't use Outlook. I hate Outlook. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I was talking to a friend. I went to breakfast with a friend and she goes, I hate Outlook. All right. We're I not go, going oh, down that you road. And, you and me both, girl. Limited ah, limited time here. So sorry. Hate Outlook. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Beating them up. It's just, oh. Anyway, um, so yeah, have a plan. Plans are critical. It's just writing stuff down on a piece of paper, even. Those are writing three very down. dangerous words. I got this. That's really that's yeah. scary. Yeah, I uh, remember. Got time what? for a quick question? Quick question? No, we're out of time. No, okay, okay. all right. Okay. One. No, You're we're nice good. Guy. One, we're going to be a little long on today's all right. podcast. Uh, this comes from Tom. I guess that's why I wanted to do the question from Madison, Wisconsin. Beautiful Madison, Wisconsin. And he says, before I provide my question, I thought I'd share a more Kramer-like approach to the short versus long Jim Kramer debate. Here's his approach. Buy the long ETF, then short it. Wouldn't that be the same as buying the short ETF? I think it would, but I don't. I'd have to think that through. It sounds very Kramer. I really do. So. I'm sure that there's. I'm sure that there's some hidden puzzle within that question. It's like you know, you got to really think it over. But I can't. I. And by the way, how's our bet going? Because remember, I short him and uh, you're long him. So you look that up while I'm reading this question. Uh, his question from Tom is around the mid to late '90s. Don McDonald stated his equity allocation should use. The S&P 500 for large stocks, a mid-cap index, an actively managed inexpensive small cap fund, and an actively managed inexpensive international fund. The reason for I active did say those things. Okay, glad you're coming coming clean here. Well, it is Sunday. Uh, the reason for active management for the latter two was there would be junk companies in an index fund and a manager could weed those out. Now your recommendations are quite different for small cap and international exposure. Please explain why, or is my recollection a poor one or should they call you before Congress? No, I added the last <laughs> part. I put the last part in there. Sorry. Uh, you know, I, I don't remember the last time someone got called before Congress <laughs> for changing their opinion. Ah, I, yes. Well, um, it looks to be, uh, just before I get into that, yeah. it uh, looks like the short Jim is winning right now. Ah, short Jim. right. Yes. Uh, short Jim. Let's see. Long Jim is down five and three quarter percent, which should mean short Jim is up by the same amount, but should let's be. find out. Shall we? Uh, there's short Something Jim. Roughly close. I just love saying short Jim. Well, look, it's short Jim. Uh, <laughs> come on. Give me the short gym. Give me the short gym. You're just delaying the pain of having to come clean on what you used to say. That's all. Okay, now this is weird because the the short gym is only up 4.9. So the long gym is down more yeah. than the short gym is so up. So the strategy of buying the long and shorting it would have so been better. Be- 
So there must be, yeah, there's a straddle in there somewhere. Yeah, sorry about that. All right, sir, you're... you're <laughs> there's a straddle. Okay, don't make to, me gavel this session to order and uh, right. call the uh, call the roll let's here. Start, let's start, wait, let's start at the very beginning. Yes. When I was born... <laughs> no. <laughs> I believed in Back, efficient markets. Initially, initially, I, I, I originally started in this here business in 1983. 1983. Remember back that other century, way back when? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, back then, you know, there was little 83. Remember, Vanguard and the index fund had only existed now for nine years. This was in its infancy, and nobody was paying any attention because the big brokerage firms weren't touching the darn thing, and nobody was really buying it. I work for a big brokerage firm. What were we taught? We were taught that brilliant people could make brilliant decisions and that they could tr- make you money. Well, in fact, we, as when I was a broker, we were making our clients money because the funds were generally going up more than they went down. We didn't really think much about fees or expenses or active management or any of those things or, or that, you know, that there was any, uh, n- there really wasn't even much of a no load industry back then. It hardly existed. Then the no load started to take off and the loaded funds started to panic a little bit. Um, I, I saw it when I worked for Dean Witter. We, we started the liar load funds where you would no pay no load up front, but you pay it in high fees along the way. So when I left, I did more studying and found out that these no load funds actually made you more money because they didn't have a load or really high expenses. But the belief that active management could prevail was prevalent was everywhere. As a matter of fact, I grew up in the Peter Lynch days when Peter Lynch said, hey, all you have to do is study and you can make better decisions. I was inundated with this information. There was very little, if any at all, of the uh, uh, very little about indexing. As a matter of fact, indexing was called un-American back then. Fast forward a little bit to where I was given the opportunity to host the talk show. I realized I could no longer say that uh, loaded funds made any sense because they did not. You didn't get anything for the load except a salesman. So I said, let's do no loads. Let's look for the ones that are have done really well. Remember, we were looking back at Morningstar for their history. How well had they done in the past? Past performance might be indicative of the future. Then a man by the name of... Paul Merriman rode into town. That's true. He rode, did ride into town. He did literally Colorado ride Springs. into town on yeah. a silver steed, also known as an airplane, <laughs> and literally knocked on my door where I was doing my show at the time, doing it from my house. I love that Took house, lunch too. Beautiful house. And uh, started sharing some stuff with me. And then, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was titillated. I was interested, but again, it wasn't a great deal of, of information. And it wasn't until several years later that, um, I got just reams and reams of data from the good people at dimensional funds. And they were pretty much of an upstart then still. Um, and this information was compelling. The fact that markets were highly efficient, not perfectly efficient, but highly efficient. The fact that everything that can be known about the company is known before I can know it, before S&P can tell me about it, or before Morningstar can 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 tell me it's a, a great fund. It's already built in. It's baked into the cake. So I, after 
tons of research and reading, came to the conclusion that looking for active management was a fool's game. So what did I do? I could continue to do what everybody else still does. I mean, still the vast majority of of pushing product is done about active. They push active funds. Wall Street does because they believe they're still better than the market. But I don't believe that anymore. And the evidence absolutely backs up what I believe. That's why I changed my mind. When faced with the evidence, I'm not going to foolishly stick to what I believed in the past. I am going to evolve. I'm going to change. What I said in the past was decent. What I'm saying now, I believe is even better. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. Well, it is Sunday. So yeah, it I is like Sunday. That. When we're it's, recording this, it's Sunday. When you're hearing it, okay. it's Wednesday. Yeah, so I if know. you do right. Wednesday right. services, well, hallelujah, brother. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's, I, amen. Because isn't that what you say to a prayer? Uh, yeah. Well, no, because at the end of the day, we don't know 50 years from now what will be right. No, we can't. We can't know anything. Yeah, sorry, but we do know what had worked. No, and what has worked. I mean, even yeah. the last fifty years, we can clearly tell you it would have been better to be in index funds than actively managed. Yes, we can. Yeah, so. we can also pretty You've clearly evolved, tell my you friend. that Good if you job. were in the stock market, just invested in the stock market without doing anything, without moving up, down, inside, out, that you would have made, you would have made very good money. We don't know that you will going forward. If you were in small cap, you would have made more money than if you were in large cap. We Amen. know those things. Amen. We, we know oh, that sorry. had you, if you had some international in your portfolio along with us you would have enjoyed smoother periods when u.s stocks were in turmoil many of them not all of them but many of them so you know see back in the old days i still said you got to have some small cap i still said you got to have some international i was a big fan of diversification i just didn't realize i hadn't yet learned that active managers fail to beat their benchmark. And by the way, it took some studies to prove this, but that any outperformance that they might show is more likely attributable to luck than it is to skill. Because at any given time, when you've got thousands of people making decisions, somebody's going to be right just because they got lucky. True enough. Wow. You're really, they're really on today, man. I got to say it. I turned it into a 30 I didn't get an podcast. amen, but I got an hallelujah. So I'll take that, I guess. You want to get started on your plan? Tom has an idea for you. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, uh, if you're in Austin, Texas, let's meet. No, because that's where not I'll be. No, Austin. okay, sorry. Just, no, just generally speaking. Ah, generally, they, yes. The generally. reason we're doing this on Sunday is because Wednesday, Tom's going to be in Austin. Mm, yeah, well, actually, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we'll be there. But at any yeah. rate, um, he's yeah. going to be deep in the heart of Texas. Thank you so much. I'll bring my Lone Star with me. Yeah, if you want help, it's very simple. And you've done such yeah. a nice job with this. You simply go to talkingrealmoney.com. I'm doing it right now to show you Are how you, easy so this let is. Let me do it too. Because it's just okay. kind of cool. You go to talk, it Real comes right up on my com. phone, surprisingly enough. And, and then, you, ooh. you, right there, right there on it the home page. advisor. That's all you got to do. You push that little button <gasps> and then they Look, want your name. They want your name. They want some, what kind of help you need, preferred meeting date. And you do, it probably takes, Wow. 20 seconds to fill out the form. And then a nice person will call. And guess what? The nice person will not sell you anything. The yeah. nice person and will look, offer you help. If you don't want to fill out the form, there's even a phone number. Yeah. Always happy to hear from people on the phone. So yeah, get some help. Get it right. 
and uh, that should help most mm. people. All right, quickly before we get to thirty-one minute podcast, uh, well, it'll be longer than that with the disclaimer. I'm Don. That's Tom. And you notice, like almost every day, we're just hanging out, talking real money. Ooh, under thirty-one. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.